Hi, thanks for joining us today. I'm Donna Carrick of Dead to Rights, the podcast. I'm here today on behalf of the Maydams of Mayhem to interview my very good friend, Catherine Astolfo, who is the author of many books and many short stories, including an award-winning short story titled, I think it was called, um, oh, what was it called, Kathy? Well, there are two of them. Oh, tell us both. <laughs> One was called uh, What Kelly Did, mm -hmm. and the other one is called The Outlier. The Outlier was what I was trying to come up with. But uh, What Kelly Did, that's kind of intriguing, because I'm old enough to remember what Katie did. Oh, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. That, that's exactly the, the play on words. You're right. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. So you were going for a theme there. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> I don't think Katie would have done this. <laughs> no, no. Um, Catherine's got a story in In the Spirit of 13, as do all the authors that I'm interviewing for this series. And Catherine's story is titled In the Spirit of 13. And um, no, no, I'm sorry. That's what the book is called. The story is titled The Spirit of St. Louis. Can you tell us a little bit about the spirit of St. Louis, Kathy? Yes, absolutely. Uh when I met this woman at a presentation we were doing in the Simcoe Library a few years ago, she said, you should write about Renton, Ontario. And I said, Renton is so tiny. I mean, there's, there's nothing there. She said, oh, well, actually, we had a famous pilot come to visit our village many years ago by the name of Charles Lindbergh. And apparently there was a historian in the village who helped Charles Lindbergh find his uh, relatives, fairly some distant, some not so distant, who actually came from that area. So the Lindbergh family was American, but they came from Canadian stock. They, a lot of them moved down there to sort of make their fortune. Um, and so Charles Lindbergh came up to, uh, to see this, this historian find out all about his ancestors. And then they later when the historian died, they had an auction, uh, auctioning off all of his books and so on and so forth. And uh, this woman went into the auction just out of curiosity. And she saw a woman steal a box of books from there. And she thinks that part of what the theft was about was that there was a book in the box that was signed by Charles Lindbergh to the historian. So anyway, of course, I took that nugget and went crazy with it because as soon as the Maydams decided on the spirit theme, I thought, okay, because Charles Lindbergh wrote the book, The Spirit of St. Louis or mm -hmm. Louis, if, because it spelled the French way. Of course. Yeah. Um, I thought, oh, this is perfect. This fits in. Finally, I'm going to be able to write about Renton, Ontario. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a really, we, we went with a, a very different theme for us this time. Most of us are straight crime writers, although some do dabble in paranormal or that sort of thing. But we decided just to really play this time. And we've got all these wonderful stories, the, the talent in this um anthology is just is just amazing not the least of which is yours Kathy um 
I, I wanted to touch again on The Outlier because if anybody hasn't read it, it's an award-winning short story. It's a brilliant short story. And it appears in 13 Claws by the Maydams of Mayhem. So if you will look for that. Um, now I keep saying the Maydams of Mayhem, but we're actually the Maydams and Messieurs. We just call ourselves the Maydams for shortness, um, but we do have men in our group as well. Uh, Kathy, can you tell us about your upcoming work, uh, The Grand Art of Murder? Yes, I actually, uh, you know, finished this book about a woman who uh, moves to the Grand River, a made up little village next to Brantford, which is where I live. And, uh, but it's my vision of where I would love to live, you know, right on the hill, looking, overlooking the river, and there would be a little pub that I could walk to and <laughs> that's essential. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's essential. Sorry yeah. to interrupt you. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Anyway, um, and she, her mother uh, is, has just, she's deceased at quite a young age. So she misses her mother, but they also drove each other crazy. Um, and uh, anyway, her mother becomes her ghost. And of course, there's a murder in the village and so on and so forth. And, you know, a skeleton gets dug up out of her barn and you name it happens. Uh, and uh, her mother is the one who in the background says all the things that the daughter might think, but not say out loud. So that's that's the humorous part. Yes. And uh, then, of course, the, you know, there's the uh, murder mystery that they have to resolve. And um, yeah, I, I had fun uh, writing it and I'll probably write another one because I like the characters. And uh, I she's an artist, the main protagonist. Mm -hmm. And uh, I I love writing about the various types of art that she gets involved in too. So yes, yes, and that's something that I find really always very interesting is the the various forms of art that are out there because they really inspire writers. Like I find if I get writer's block and I look at paintings, yes, is there something about the visual arts that are so much more immediate and they help to spur you on? I mean, I couldn't paint my way out of a wet paper bag, but I can appreciate them, you know. Exactly. Yes, I am a very, my best friend uh, is an artist. And uh, so I'm always consulting her about how Helen Duplassi is her name in case anyone wants to look her up. Hasn't she? Because yes. uh, if you don't know Catherine Astolfo, look her up. She's got um, a couple of series. She's been a very prolific writer and a really active member of our group for many years. Um, tell us a couple of your titles, Catherine, that uh, Helen may have done the covers for. Oh, yes, she did uh, the covers for the Emily Taylor mysteries, the original ones. Uh, she did a cover and my niece did another cover and so on. But or I think Helen did two, two covers. Um, but uh, yeah, those were the originals. And since then, they've been uh, redone by a traditional publisher. The traditional publisher went under. So they've been redone just, just on Amazon for free. <laughs> so really, folks, if you're looking at getting into writing for fame, glory, and lots of money, maybe you want to look elsewhere because <laughs> <Yes. laughs> such is the such as the book industry as we know it <laughs> yeah what was it was it john steinbeck who said uh you know writing for a living makes betting on horses look like a sure thing <laughs> 
<laughs> I think that's pretty well said, actually. <laughs> yeah. That's an actual photo of the Grand River behind you, isn't it? It is. It is. Yes, I took it. But I, I asked Kathy earlier, just so I'm not trying to pull a fast one. <laughs> Tell us when that was taken. Uh, actually, my neighbor and I go, we have to drive to the river from here, from where we live in Brantford. But it's worth the drive because... Uh, then you get to walk along these gorgeous trails that they've got. They're all paved. They go through the woods. We see deer and raccoons and birds and you name it. Uh, and it's absolutely one of the most beautiful rivers I've ever seen. So it's great to be able to go. And that's along that one trail that we do quite often. And uh, that's just a gorgeous spot. I really like that. It's so lush. And thank God it's got a pub in walking distance. <laughs> well, that's in my fictional yes. village. Yeah. In here, uh, yes, actually, there are a couple of places I could walk to. <laughs> okay, okay, very good. But, but it seems my back deck is even more convenient so <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah I would imagine that's right yeah <laughs> I mean if you can keep the back deck well stocked if yes. you get my drift <laughs> yes yes <laughs> what are you working on next well I'm working on it's, it sounds bizarre I think but uh, I'm working on a book of short stories that are all about the Irish immigrant experience in Canada although there are some that flash back to Ireland and their experience there. Based very loosely on my grandmother and my mother um, and my aunts and so on who experienced that in, you know, themselves um, and their stories that they told me when I was a kid. So in the book, there is there are two voices. One, the main voice, her name is Emma. And she is writing about her aunt who told her different stories. So she tell, and then Emma grows up to be a writer. So, so it's all mixed up with Emma's stories and her aunt's stories. So they're all separate little stories, but they're connected. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And you're not the only one of our group that's reaching back into roots to, to tell stories right now, too. Um, I'm not going to talk at a school because I'll be interviewing a couple of them, but uh, we do have a couple that are doing a similar thing, not with the Irish experience, but one is uh, going back mentally on a boat from Italy, you know, mm. another, another has been writing for years about the whole experience of, you know, having uh, ancestors who survived the Second World War in Europe. Um, you know, so so right. it's, it's fascinating to do that. And I wonder if we reach a point in our lives where that does kind of grow in importance to us. I think you're right. I, I mean, I've always wanted to write this, uh, these stories, but I've never I've written quite a few of them. So I can reach back and reach back into uh, my, uh, you know, old writing and and see, oh, yeah, that's where that's the idea I had for that. Or this is a seed for the next one. Um, but I, I never really could think of how to uh, connect it all or how to make it into a book mm -hmm. until actually it was Melody Campbell who said to me, since you're so good at writing short stories, why don't you do this as a book of short stories? Yes, yes. And just in capture, I was speaking with Rosemary O'Bear this morning.
And uh, she was saying that to, to her, the short story kind of, um, it captures a moment in your mind in a way that a novel can't because a novel, you've got to carry that theme on and on and on for days of slogging and weeks and months and sometimes years of slogging. Yeah. But with a short story, you have an idea and it's right there. It's like a snapshot. Yes, yes. That's, I mean, uh, that's the beauty of putting these short stories into the book and yet having it all connected. These are little snapshots of a period of time in those people's lives. Mm -hmm. And it has a beginning, a middle and end, but it's also still part of, like you said, it's just like a yes. collection. It's like an album, a collection of photographs. Yes. Each one has its own story, uh, but they're all of the same family. Yes, and that's what we, we are gonna have to do to keep people reading in this world too, because I know as a former teacher, keeping people reading is really important to you. And it's really important to me too. But if we want to do that, if we want to entice those readers, we've gotta be able to take those ideas and turn them into almost a visual art, turn them into something that has a little more immediacy than we are used to thinking of literary arts you know right um, short stories and novellas are a great way to do that i agree yes absolutely yeah i i i think i mean i've seen a few uh books of short stories lately and i think that's exactly why that trend is is becoming extremely popular yes yeah, yeah. Well, Kathy, thank you very much for joining us today. I really appreciate it. And uh, thank you, don't Bob. worry, we'll let it out, all the little weird noises and ghosts. <laughs> Everybody look for In the Spirit of 13 coming out this fall, 2022, by the Maydams of Mayhem. And in particular, look for Catherine Astolfo for her story, The Spirit of St. Louis. And that's L-E-W-I-S as opposed to the French spelling Louis. Um, so we're not making a mistake in our pronunciation there. <laughs> It was great to have you. Thanks, Kathy. Thank you, Donna. I really, I always enjoy talking to you. <laughs> Thanks a lot. Let it rise.